what's going on everybody happy wednesday cheers and welcome to trades lady happy hour your weekly show on instagram live where each week i get to introduce you to a awesome trades woman um if you're new here welcome uh the point of this show is to celebrate all the incredible women in the trades to shine a light on them and their stories, their challenges, their accomplishments, their wins, um, all that good stuff. And really just to show and highlight how many absolutely incredible women there are out there just kicking butts in the trades, uh, women who have been established in the trades for decades, women who are just starting out. We've had students on, we've had established professionals, uh, women who are welders, fabricators, mechanics, airplane mechanics, helicopter mechanics, painters, body techs, um, all sorts of different things. I'm trying to think of all of the different trades women, but um, all sorts of different trades who have uh, had I've had the privilege of getting to sit down and talk with over the last two years since I started doing this. Uh, so thank you for tuning in and checking it out. Those of you who have been around before and have been hanging out with me for a while and meeting these incredible women, welcome back. Thank you so much for your consistent support. Um, and of course, a huge thank you to our sponsor, Drive Time, for their commitment to supporting women in the trades and to bring more women into the automotive industry in general. We know we have a pretty serious techni technician deficit going on, not just in the United States, but all over the world at the moment. And um, I'm all about supporting companies that are doing something, anything to help encourage and bring more kids, male and female, but uh, who are particularly who are supportive of bringing women into the industry. Uh, hey, if, we, if we're going to solve this technician deficit problem, we're going to have to look at the other 50% of the population that often, sadly, still gets overlooked for trades positions. So that's what this happy hour is about. So big thank you to them for supporting it. Um, if you're not familiar with Drive Time, go check them out. Um, and uh, welcome. So today we have a awesome young woman that uh, will be joining us her name is zoe and i'm going to totally horribly pronounce her miss last name um it is i believe it's strimbo but i'm not positive she will probably correct me because i'm horrible with names um so yeah probably mangled that one but I had the privilege of working with Zoe on the Iron Maven all-female build over the last year and a half or so. Um, and she is just a incredible young woman. She's a ton of fun to hang out with, first of all. Um, she's got a very diverse background. She's got all sorts of different interests. She really pushed her way into the industry because she wanted in, which is a theme that I definitely see repeatedly with women in the industry you know a lot of folks fall into the trades and there's nothing wrong with that at all but i find that a lot of the women in the trades are here because they want it uh, they work hard for it they they often have to push their way in in zoe's case she was working a full-time job and doing an unpaid apprenticeship for six months just to get her foot in the door and so now she's made a ton of headway. She's uh, worked some pretty cool jobs. She's been increasing her skill set over the years, and she's now on well on her way to becoming an automotive painter. And I'm 
super excited to continue to watch her journey. But um, I believe I'm going to check and see if she's in the room. Um, I know she gets out of work right around this time. So we might be having to stall for a few minutes until she's available. Let's see. Zoe, if you're there. in the room already. I did not see her name pop up, but you never know. So, oh, 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 are you there? Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Yay. Hello. It's so, so good to see it's you. It's been too I long. Like long. I, think last time I saw you with Seema yeah. Crunch um, and I hadn't slept in seven days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. sign. Good times. <laughs> Did you get to get off work a little bit early today? Um, yeah, but there uh, was a ton of traffic on the 101 as I was heading home, so I literally oh got like maybe oh. 10 minutes ago. So, yeah, yeah. Tried to look a little less disheveled, but... Yeah. So, introduce everybody quickly to who you are, and tell me if I pronounced your last name correctly. You did. Yeah, you did pronounce it correct. My name is Zoe Strimbu. Um, I'm pretty much an apprenticing auto body technician and painter. And you just at the started moment, a new job, so, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. I was working at a production shop for a little while. I just transferred to a new production shop. Um, I At the one previously, I was working as an auto body's apprentice. Um, now I'm working as a painter's helper because I wanted to kind of explore that avenue a little bit. Um, which is honestly what I originally wanted to do in the first place. So I'm really happy that I ended up here because it works out a lot better for me. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to see where this takes me. And That's exciting. You're, you're liking who you're working with so far? Yeah, yeah. The painter that I'm actually working under, he's just starting out as a painter too. He was an apprentice okay. not only a month ago but the shop wanted to give him the opportunity and he's actually doing really well. Um, yeah, and he's able to give me a lot of pointers. So, and it's a really good environment. My boss helps me out with a lot of stuff. I'm even able to nice. work on my own car there <laughs> right now, which we're doing. So that that's always awesome. an advantage for sure. Okay, so we yeah. have to go back in time a little bit because I, I want to know, I know yeah. you've done like all sorts of different things. You've You've worked a couple of different types of positions, I think trying to find like what really was your calling and like what fit for you. But yeah. how did this how did this journey all start for you? What was that six month apprenticeship about? Like where did that come from? <laughs> what drove you to do it? Honestly, so I was working at a body piercing studio back in like I think it was around 2018, 2019. Um and I was just getting really tired of that environment and that community. And I got really into cars. I had just gotten my Civic and I was like, you know what? I love this community. I love the car community. I want to see if I can be a part of it more. You know, I want to make a career out of this. And I had gone to art school. I was super creative. So I was like, man, how, how can I apply that to the automotive industry? And I thought that maybe getting into auto body or paint would be a great start. Um, I had applied at a bunch of different shops and no one wanted to accept me pretty much because I had no experience. And I think I called and applied to at least 30 shops in the Valley and no one, not one wanted to give me an opportunity. So I talked to my friends. They, one person knew a guy who was doing restorations out of like 
his house pretty much in downtown Glendale. And he decided that he wanted an apprentice. So I was like, <laughs> all right, let's do this. And he taught me all the basics. So yeah, it started from there. And then once I kind of got my footing and got a good understanding of how everything worked, I decided to try and get an actual job. That's, so you were working at the piercing out. studio the whole time while yeah. you were, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was working at the piercing studio full time and then I would usually get off around 3 p.m. there and then I would immediately go to the shop and then work until late night and then I would also go on the weekends pretty much as much as I possibly could and they would occasionally give me money for gas you know here and there but that was the only payment I got and at the time I was totally yeah. cool with it because I was learning so much so it was a really cool experience and I even got to paint a couple of old Harley nice. parts and stuff like that. I love your attitude it. about it. Like, yeah, it was, you were, you were working for free, but you were also getting a free education in a lot of ways. Right. And yeah. a lot of times we're like, Oh, I had to work yeah. for free for so long. Like, well, you didn't go to school. So this was your school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know, there were times that I kind of held some resentment, you know, where I was like, man, I should have been compensated for that time. But I'm really thankful for it. Because if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. And even though I'm in a production shop right now, I have a lot of really big opportunities that are coming for me just because of my experience in this industry. So I'm really excited for that, too. And I mean, I kind of feel like everything happens for a reason. So if I, yeah, can, yeah if I can do that, I would be here. Did it, did it ever get discouraging when you were looking for that first opportunity and you were like, you have no experience, 20, 30 shops. Like, how <laughs> did you keep going through all of that? What was going through your mind? Yeah, it was extremely discouraging. I wanted to give up millions of times and honestly, at some points I kind of felt like I had to give up and maybe the industry just wasn't for me and you know I just should let it go and find something else that's better but I I don't know I just really wanted it I wanted it so bad and all of my friends kept telling me you know you'll find something like just keep trying just keep pushing and eventually it just worked out and I mean I've always heard stories of people who are really persistent and trying really hard and getting what they're after and it yeah. ends up working out <laughs> it's just a lot of hard work but it pays off and I mean meeting people like you definitely reassured me too and all of the other women that I've been able to meet throughout my journey like seeing so many people grow and progress it's extremely reassuring awesome. so kind of seeing and that and yay for awesome friends who are cheering you on instead of like ah give up right <laughs> <laughs> yeah if I didn't have them honestly I wouldn't be here either I'm, no joke they seriously push me through the hardest awesome. times and you need that so what like what sure. was it about the industry that you were so interested in like what about the car community like you were on the race side of things and kind of like street racing and yeah. that kind of stuff um yeah. <laughs> for, for Zoe yeah first day yeah I know <laughs> first day yeah okay, I know. we like totally mommed out on her we were all like you need to be careful with street racing <laughs> you're gonna lose your license <laughs> I know that was so funny. I thought it was hilarious, too, because then, of course, the first time I go on the track, like, my car gets partially destroyed, and I'm like, damn, just my luck. <laughs> like, this is really reassuring right now. 
but yeah. So, so had you started to get into that scene before you decided you wanted to make a career out of it? Like, were you already getting into like building out your own car and doing all that kind of stuff? Where did the, where did it start? Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, so my mom, she was married for a while and her ex-husband kind of was super into cars and he never let me be a part of it, but having I mean, he had a 69 Impala, he had a Chevelle that I got to ride around in, he ended up having an old Subaru STI. So it just kind of made me fall in love with cars a little bit. And I always had that little bit of love inside of me, but never had the opportunity to pursue it. And I just kind of hit a point in my life where I was like, you know what, I don't know what I want to do. So I'm just going to kind of go head first into something I'm interested in. And I ended up buying a really crappy CRX and went to the Pavilion's <laughs> car show and begged people who also had Hondas to teach me how to work on it. And I ended up like getting a really cool group of friends out of it and people helped me, sold that car, got the Civic, learned how to drive manual the night nice. before I bought it and drove it home. It's just been a crazy experience. And I ended up kind of building that car and after falling in love with that whole thing, I just I, wanted to do it for a career. So it pretty much started with that little, that little I, love of it. Like, I also yeah. love that you're just like, I just beg people to help me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even joking. It's kind of embarrassing looking back. Cause I would go up to random people and be like, do you own this? Can you help me? I have a CRX like one mile down the street. Can you come and look at it and help me? Like, I'll be your friend. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And it worked out in my favor. And I mean, the fact that people are so friendly about that just kind of drew me into the community even more. And I mean, there's bad apples everywhere, but I feel like for the most part, I love it's it. pretty good. Do you, do you feel like attitude or like how you approached things makes a, a difference in your experience of the industry. I mean, I feel like, especially in like the car showing and pavilion scene and road racing scene, like I hear, I hear from some folks, particularly women, that it's like a horrible community and that people are hardly unfriendly and not supportive. And you've got this polar opposite experience of that. Like, what do you attribute that to? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that it really does have to do a lot with perspective. I mean, there was a time in my life where I hated everything. I thought everything was terrible. And I feel like kind of what you put out is also what you draw in. But that doesn't excuse the fact that there are really negative people in this industry. I've had really horrible experiences with jobs, with going to car meets and shows, with racing and going to the track, people being super awful to me and just discouraging. It's everywhere. But at the end of the day, you just have to remember that that kind of stuff doesn't matter. It doesn't change who you are as a person. And you can push through that and it'll get you to greater places. If you don't let any of that stuff bother you, you'll be able to do whatever the hell you want for real. Like I've kind of, I've learned that over the years of being in this industry even. Because when I first started, I used to take everything personally. I would cry all the time. I didn't want to do it anymore. I thought everyone was terrible just couldn't put up with it but I just didn't tolerate it and I just kept pushing forward and pushing through it I mean I, I love it and it sounds easy to say right and I'm sure it's not it's like not as easy yeah. as it is just to say it but in those in those moments no. when you were no. crying and taking it personally and like wanting to give up how what were the what were the tools that you
you used or like how did you get your like pep rally yourself to get back and keep going and get back on the horse I basically well honestly it's really hard because I'm still kind of going through that process so it's hard for me to kind of describe I still have days where I'm having a really hard time and I feel like I should give up and it's not meant for me but I just see a lot of people around me who I feel like have been in more disadvantaged positions and they're doing things that I'm not even doing yet and if they can do it then I can do it too if that makes sense you know and also at the end of the day like I said before that nothing that anyone says that's negative probably really doesn't even have anything to do with you as a person it has more to do with them so it should just be disregarded you know and if there really is that much negativity like surrounding you, then you should change your environment. That's why I've, I've been through so many different shops and everything, because there is a lot of negativity in the shop environment specifically. I've probably been employed for six different shops and I've only been in this industry for maybe two, three years, which is crazy. But I feel like a lot of it has a part with being a woman and you know, you just kind of yeah. have to shrug it off and keep going. Had, do you feel like it's hurt you at all? Or has it been a benefit? Like, what do you, how do you feel about like the having changed jobs multiple times? Like, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but you know, that's like the, the typical advice is not to change jobs too often. Yeah. How has that yeah. affected or not affected yeah. your, your path thus far? Uh, at first, when I was kind of going through a bunch of different shops and having bad experience after bad experience I was getting really discouraged and I was like any shop I want to go at is going to look at my resume at this point and be like you probably have something going on why are you shop hopping so much but I try to explain to them like what I look for in management and what I can deal with because I think that's important you know and unfortunately a lot of people who manage shops I feel like they don't know how to manage they might be great body men, they might be great painters, they might be great customers, but they're not good with their own employees. And I think that's really important. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So what don't is know. it you're looking it's for in hard. management? If you've, if you've come to a place where you can verbalize and vocalize that, like, I think that's, that's huge, first mm -hmm. of all. And I give you a huge props for being able to say, like, this is what I'm looking for. Yeah. And this is what's not healthy for me. I think one of the big mistakes we make as employees, like universally, men, women, whatever, is we don't interview the place we're going to to find out about them. So, and I'm sure there's yeah. some managers and, yeah. and shop foremen and that kind of stuff who are watching now or will watch this. Um, what is it that you are looking for that you think makes a, a good shop that would make you want to stay long-term? I think that the attitude of the people working there and the environment definitely has a huge effect of it all. Um, in terms of management, I'm looking for someone that's extremely just open and communicative and understanding that most people are still learning. I had a really hard time in this industry because I had a lot of managers who expected the world of me when I still had no idea what I was doing. I mean, there was a time where when I was first learning how to sand everything, I was told to sand some filler down and I literally sanded yeah. it completely off the panel because I didn't even know what filler was. I thought it was some kind of metal treatment or something. I didn't know yeah. that, you know, it's used <laughs> to patch things. So, I mean, it's just 
I, I think that it's really important for people to have common understanding and common ground. And that's what I noticed lacks in a lot of managers is that they, they have a hard time understanding. And one issue I feel like I experience a lot too is people feel like you have to have this really hard on attitude to make it in this industry and that you have to act a certain way and behave a certain way to make it work. And that's not true at all. It's, I feel like that's such an old head, you yes. know, kind of idea and it's not going to make this industry keep going at all. And I mean, I personally feel like those people are going to see themselves out anyway because they're not going to compromise, you know, and it's just sad. But <laughs> There's just no reason for that. I mean, if you can teach someone something, if they're showing up to work every day and they're trying, then they obviously want to learn. They should be nourishing Amen. that, you know? Oh, I think that's really what it is. Amen. Yes. Yeah. It's so, yeah. so frustrating. We've got people who do want in the industry, right? You're a perfect example of this. And like, if you weren't so perseverant, if you weren't so committed to it and willing to like push through regardless, like, you'd be gone. And then we've got people wondering, like, okay, well, how come yeah. we can't, pe can't keep people? Where? How come we can't attract women? How come we can't attract people? We can attract them. We just yeah. can't keep them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I think it's so ironic, too, because I've had people who have employed me who will tout that they can't wait to have, like, the first great female tech at their shop. And they're the same people to treat me with like the craziest amount of disrespect. I'm like, man, it doesn't, can't have your cake and eat it too. It doesn't work yeah, that I feel way. Like, like people don't know? want to put the time into yeah. the, to the training of it. And like, you're right. People don't, like, we don't come, yeah. we're not born knowing this stuff. We need to be taught it. And at some point in time, somebody exactly. has to be willing to take the time to teach it. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's really important. Most people, I feel like, don't understand that. A lot of people, like you said before, I was listening, a lot of people are kind of just born into this industry or pushed into it. Most technicians that I've worked with, like their dads worked on cars their whole lives and they had the opportunity to work with them as a kid. Or the, One of the techs I work with, his son is his helper and comes to work with him every day. So I mean, they have opportunities like that. And I only started in this yeah. industry when I was 20, 1920. So I had a really late start compared. And I feel like a lot of people kind of lack that understanding. But like I said, if they're able to nourish yeah. that development and that growth. I love it. I, I, it's similar to you. I didn't start yeah. until I was, I mean, I, I took an auto shop in high school, but I didn't really start out in the industry until I was in my 20s after college. And and it is, it's amazing like how the, the standard in our industry, I feel like, is to laugh at people for not knowing things instead of acknowledging yeah. and applauding them for asking, right? And wanting to, I knew nothing yeah. when I was 20, like I knew nothing. And you admit yeah. to not knowing anything and people are like, oh, you don't, you don't know what engine came in that car? No, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's like how would I? Yeah, it's, it's, so it's stupid, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I've dealt with crazy stuff too. I mean, I remember when I was learning how to take apart ACs and stuff at my last shop. Oh, this Ooh, is my favorite story to tell ever too. I was taking apart this radiator and I saw the AC lines and I was like, huh, those need to come off. I don't know what's in there. I asked my boss how do I take these off? And he told me to figure it out. 
he was standing about 10 feet away from me with the general manager, right? And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to figure out how to take out these AC lines. I go take my impact, zap out the bolt. Freon goes spraying everywhere in my face. I get it in my mouth and my eyes, and I drop my socket in the engine bay so I don't know how to put the bolt back in. Laughing. And then he's standing there with the manager, and they're both just laughing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they think it's hilarious. And I, like, my vision got yeah. blurry. I felt sick the rest of the day, and I was like, man, it's just not cool at all. So I've dealt with pretty crazy stuff, and... I just can't believe that because I mean even the general manager was standing there and he thought that that was totally acceptable behavior and I was just it a stupid helper acceptable. you know and I think that that's no not a good that is so unacceptable that's and good. it's I I think yeah. it's funny because I when when I talk about stories like these and I hear stories like these in these happy hours there's a lot of folks who will reach out and be like oh my god I had no idea that stuff was happening it it's still happening like a lot it's still happening and it's so yeah just unacceptable and it looks bad on our whole industry it looks bad on professionalism and and we lose good people like zoe and that's that's flat out dangerous i had a technician friend who lost an eye from messing with an ac system that he had discharged already but it had built up pressure from sitting outside and when he went to pop it off he didn't like think about re-releasing the pressure and the thing exploded and he lost his eye like that's oh. this is not safe. You're so lucky that it wasn't worse. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That was honestly probably one of the most terrifying experiences of my life in terms of even yeah, honestly, just period. Because I thought I was gonna lose my vision. Getting Freon in your eyes and a lot of it is really terrifying. I've oh. never experienced oh my anything God. like that. Did you before, stay working but... there for much yeah. longer? Yeah. That was it. No, honestly, that was one of the reasons why I decided I wanted to leave, and then it just kind of got progressively worse from there. So I just decided I was looking for other shops and everything, and I got recommended the shop I'm at now, and the manager I have now is um, complete good. different. Oh, so it's thank goodness, cool. I'm so glad that you found a, a good place. I that's appalling. How yeah. how did you keep your cool? Like yeah. I like. <laughs> I definitely cried later. <laughs> you know, smile now, cry later is what I always told myself at the shop. Um, it was really hard, honestly, because when I worked there, I felt like I had to put on this completely different persona where I was just a hard ass and I had to put up with literally everything that they threw at me. I even, one day, one of my coworkers even came up to me and like tossed me on the ground and like slammed me on my hip just roughhousing with me thinking it was hilarious and like I hit my head and shit and my initial reaction was to tear up but I just couldn't show that you know and that kind of behavior is acceptable at some places at most of the shops I worked at that would have been okay which I think is really sad um and I think, you know, it is ironic because I hear a lot of people, they don't understand why that they can't retain technicians, why they can't, you know, why no women are welcome in the industry. And I'm yeah. like, just look around. <laughs> I don't know. Just open your eyes a little so, bit. It's so it's disheartening. Hard. And I don't understand why it's yeah. considered acceptable on, on any level. I just... I, don't understand it at all and it makes me so sad and I'm so sorry you've had those experiences yeah yeah 
I mean, I've definitely grown <laughs> from that, I guess, but I'm happy I'm in a better position now. I think that a lot of people feel that way, though, just because most of the people that I've worked with that have that perspective are typically really old or mm-hmm. older technicians. They've been in this industry for a really long time. Um, they usually don't have the best childhoods either. And I feel like a lot of them kind of project that onto everyone else. And it's just a really old mentality, you know, like you have to be a hard ass. You, you know, you can't show any emotion. You have to be tough. And since we're getting dirty and working on cars, you can't be sensitive. And like, I get that to a degree, but at the same time, you can't treat people like shit for wanting to learn and wanting to grow because you're just going to set them back, you know, and you're going to discourage them. And that's, not it's pretty much doing yeah. the opposite of what yeah. you want it doesn't and then make I think the sense, challenge for you know? women particularly is like okay so if I speak up about that I'm already the odd duck right all eyes are already on me I'm the newbie I'm the girl I'm all of that and then if I speak up about mm-hmm. not okay behavior then I'm gonna get branded the bitch or the complainer or the sensitive or the whatever right and so all of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. I think you wind up hearing it perpetuated, like, oh, you just have to have a thick skin to be in this industry. Well, like, we shouldn't have to, damn it. <laughs> it shouldn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It is really sad, because that that is what people say. And I mean, that is kind of what I've experienced, too, if I've ever talked about wanting to go against someone or, you know, bringing it up to HR or something, yeah. you'd be outcasted pretty much. I mean, I've even heard stories at shops where women who have come forward about issues that they've had, they've been transferred from their shops. That that happened to one of my coworkers at the previous location of a different shop I was at. She wasn't a technician, but she still got transferred for some issues she was dealing with with the male tech at her previous shop. And it's just really sad because I feel like they make it out to be women being sensitive instead of their act. Yeah, yeah, it's not okay, you know. So, it's so really weird. <laughs> how do you, what makes you keep going? <laughs> Honestly, the fact that I can work on so many cool things is a really big part of it. Um, I just feel like my job is really rewarding. I don't know. I really like working with my hands, and the fact that I work so hard on the things that I do and being able to see these cars come out of the booth with a super clean glassy finish and knowing that I had a hand in that and I was responsible for that and knowing that I can take that knowledge somewhere else in the future if I want to and be able to grow and you know it doesn't just stop here essentially and not only that there's a lot of money making opportunities in this industry which I'm really excited about and once I learn how to paint and you know get a little bit better at that I can pretty much go to any shop I want to I feel like so I feel like that's a really big thing yeah especially being able to work on the cool stuff a lot of the Barrett Jackson cars I've been able to touch are really exciting for sure yes so the pure love of what you do regardless of all of the bs is is what keeps you going yeah Yeah, I feel like having passion for what you do is really important. That's kind of what drives me in my career, honestly, just period. I feel like if you're not happy doing what you do every day, then why are you even doing it, you know? 
I feel like if you work at a job that you're unhappy with, it's just going to set you up for failure in the long run, no matter how much money you're making, because we spend most of our lives at work, (laughs) you know, why would we want to spend it in a place that makes us unhappy? So, I mean, of course, every job's going to be shitty sometimes, but if I can spend every day doing something I enjoy and you know, something I like, that's reward within itself. How about some of the mentors? I see AZ Mike in the house, and I know that he's going to ask this question. Um, So I'm going to ask it preemptively. Um, Do you have any particular mentors that have, like, really stood out to you in in your career thus far? And, like, what made them such great mentors? Honestly, I would have to say really just people in my close circle, really. I mean, you, for example... obviously and honestly I really want to say my friend Joe he's my best friend in the whole world he's a person that has inspired me a lot I mean he was in prison for a really long time and you know he was addicted to drugs and he found his passion in cars and now he's working as a mechanic and he was working for a mechanic for a really long time, and now he's actually out in California right now interviewing oh. for Intel to work on microchips. And he would have never had that opportunity without having his experience on engine building. I mean, he helped me build the engine in my Civic. He knows everything <laughs> under the sun about Datsuns. Like, he supported me on my worst days. I mean, he's dealt with me screaming and crying when we were building my engine. I mean, yeah, so he's definitely one of my biggest inspirations because he's had the worst hand in terms of his life dealt to him. And he's still going and he's going out and doing the craziest things and having the greatest opportunities presented to him. And Heck that's yeah. really inspiring to me. So, yeah. no, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't have like, no, that's too crazy. I mean, that's fantastic. And that's yeah, the truth, um, right? Like, it's. And I think it circles back to yeah. what you were saying earlier about like perspective, right? Like it's, it, yeah. it could, it could always be worse. And like, what can you do with what you've got regardless and, and how to keep moving forward anyway? Yeah. He's a great example of that. And having somebody like that in your life who is willing to take you at your worst yeah. days, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was actually the one who set me up with the apprenticeship, too. It was his close friend that who was working awesome. on cars on the side and everything. So, yeah, I mean, he's the one that got me the opportunity that's- in this industry, pretty much. But And, yeah, he taught me that perspective. I think that's one of the most important things that you can have in life is how oh, you God, look yeah. at everything Absolutely. around you. Okay, so I have to how does your family feel about this career direction that you've taken? I mean, you went to art school and you're in a piercing studio. Yeah. This was a massive yeah. shift. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've done a lot of different things. Um, my mom is honestly extremely supportive of me for sure. She's been really excited for me in any opportunity that I've gotten. Um, when I joined in the auto industry, I pretty much, I mean, when I was doing the apprenticeship, she was really excited for me, even though I wasn't making any money. And she actually pushed me to try and get a solid job. She's like, you deserve better. You should apply yourself and try and go somewhere. So I did. And I mean, without her support, I definitely wouldn't be where I'm at now. Um, 
my grandpa, who is a, probably just the other immediate family that I have, he does not really think that this is <laughs> the greatest career, which surprises me because he was a mechanic when he was younger. But I mean, I don't know. He just really wants me to like be a lawyer or a doctor and make a lot of money. But at this point, I look like this, so I don't really know how that would happen. <laughs> Let's be real. But anything, anything yeah. is possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I think that's a, an interesting thing to look at, too. I mean, I don't have full support for my family and my relatives and anything. And that really doesn't matter to me either. You know? Have, have so, you always been you know, that person? Like, were you always that kid who was just, like, okay with going their own way, regardless of support, lack of support, people's opinions, doesn't matter? Or is that something that came, you know, as, as you got older? Honestly, yeah, when I was younger, I definitely did not really care what anyone thought. I just kind of did my own thing. And then I feel like as I got older, I kind of regressed in that a little bit. And then as of more recently, and I feel like being a part of this industry has helped with this a lot because it's challenged me a lot. But I'm trying to go back to that part of myself, I guess, where I don't really care as much what people think because like I said, at the end of the day, most things that people say like that don't really matter. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's just really hard work. <laughs> but I I was that way when I was a kid. I just haven't always been until recently. But I'm just trying to put in that hard do you, work. Do you remember, was there like a, a place where you feel like you lost that or started to lose that? Was there something that happened? Or I mean, I feel like I've ebbed and flowed through that in yeah, my life I, as well. I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was definitely probably when I was going through my more like developmental years when I was like 13 through 17, probably. I just dealt with a lot of really horrible things in my outside life. Like my mom ended up going through her divorce with her ex-husband and that had a huge effect on me because he was just a terrible person. And I surrounded myself with a lot of really bad people during my lifetime and people who were really into drugs and alcohol and stuff and I was never even interested in that kind of stuff and I honestly was just setting myself up for failure and I don't know how but even then I acknowledged that that wasn't a good thing for me and that I wanted to change and I just didn't know how and then recently it just kind of clicked that it's really all in my hands but yeah I think that it really mostly had to do with just what I was doing at that time in my life and the people I was surrounding myself with. It just wasn't the healthiest environment and I wasn't really being true to myself or anything or really letting myself grow. I was just holding myself You're back. so very self-aware and, and self-reflective and it's not, um, that's not that common and it's nice to hear. You're... Thank you. <laughs> I used to not be that way, you know, it's, it's weird hearing that because I used to be this like crazy negative person and people would tell me all the time that they hated being around me, you know, and that I was just like this, I was a bitch essentially and I was like, I don't want to be a bitch, I want to be nice, I'm tired of people not liking me, <laughs> I want everyone to be my friend, you know, so I was like, how can I do that, <laughs> and I just tried to be more positive about everything, you know, and I even, I've even 
listen to a lot of psychologists talk about that kind of thing and it's proven science that if you view everything more positively around you that good yeah. things will come to you and I don't know why <laughs> it works that way but that's just how it is so we're putting it into practice and it's I working so far it. so well, I think, I think part of it is the positive things come to you but also that you see the positive in things even when they are not positive things right yeah exactly yeah exactly I mean well, for example, like even this week at my current job, things have not been great. We haven't been making much money. We don't have that many flag hours at the moment, but we still work really hard. And I mean, you just have to think it's going to pay off in the long run. Everyone has bad days, especially yeah. in this industry when you're on commission. That's, yeah. how, that's how it goes. <laughs> you know, you can't be perfect all the time. But I mean, even the work that I am doing, I'm still learning a lot and I'm having fun and the painter that's working with me, like he shows me a lot of different stuff, even how slow we are. So yeah. it, it has sometimes been slow. It's always nice because you then have the opportunity to learn versus when it's fast and it's like, okay, go, 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 go. I can't stop to teach you right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like we're actually able to take a step back and like be able yeah. to make some quality work, you know? You know so are you on your own commission already? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that overwhelming, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that is, that is new for me. Um, I always had been on an hourly rate before, and then I was, you know, I'm on commission. Um, I was even hourly when I started at this shop, so it was kind of an interesting transition, but, um, my manager at the shop felt that I was producing really well as a helper and that I was actually awesome. doing my job like they wanted me to. So he decided okay. to put me on a commission basis. Um, and I must be doing okay because the painter didn't seem like he was <laughs> happy about that. So yeah, it just sucks because of course I was actually put on commission last week and now this week we uh, have no work. So it's great. <laughs> Yeah, I love that for me. But I guess Indeed, it'll it it'll return. <laughs> so, I promise. Yeah. yeah, I'm in a lot of the nice. the auto body forums and everything on Facebook, and I see that they experience the same thing. One guy had a check last week that was only a hundred bucks, and I was like, "All right, I'm prepared." <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, the, the ups and downs of commission, fine. right? It can be amazing or it can be awful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so you've done some of the like mechanical stuff you've done mechanical stuff on your car is there like does that yeah. appeal to you too is there like any interest in pursuing that or are you very much on the like no. on the paint and body side um I absolutely with a passion hate mechanical work <laughs> I'm gonna say that right now as serious as I can like anyone watching this please do not ask me to help you with your car in terms of mechanic work I will not <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why but when I have to do it my brain just turns off and I'm like I don't know how to do any of this I can tear anything apart I can tear apart doors I can tear apart bumpers but when it comes to anything in the just industry, zero interest 
No, yeah. But with my own car, I did that because I had to. Not because <laughs> I, I thought it was because you wanted to do it up and like make your you know? car so like badass. <laughs> yeah, well, so it started out with a really okay. bad burning oil problem. I still have a burning oil problem. <laughs> Not as bad though, so I have to rebuild my engine again soon. But <laughs> um yeah, it started out with that and I was like, well, since we're going in there, uh, I may as well upgrade start. some things because I don't like how the pre yeah, I was like I don't like how the previous owner built this. So, my friends gave me a bunch of suggestions and my friend Joe actually helped me with it. We have a machinist friend and he machined everything for me, and I'm lucky because he's actually okay. a prevalent Honda machinist, too, so he knows what he's doing. And, yeah, I mean, we just kind of did everything, and it worked out. I don't know how. I can't <laughs> believe I put an engine together with my friends, and my car is in my driveway and takes me to work every day. <laughs> and, like, we nice. made 30 yeah. more horsepower That's afterwards. That's very cool. It's, like, it's pretty cool. But you still yeah. hate it. <laughs> but, yeah. I still hate it. Yeah, I mean, I'm even putting a turbo on that thing soon, and I'm like, I have panic attacks about it sometimes. I'm like, I don't want to do it, dude. I don't want to figure out all of this crazy stuff I have to do with the intercooler, and then I got to learn about how to maintain a turbo, and like, yeah, it's just a lot of work, and I don't want anything oh to do with Oh my goodness, I appreciate yeah. your honesty. I don't appreciate that I almost spit out my bourbon when you said that, but, um... <laughs> what you're feeling I don't understand what you're seeing and it's it is you're an artist yeah. right and I think that's something that gets forgotten a lot when it comes to the car industry like when you're in paint when you're in body that's an art form it's sculpture with body filler like you are sculpting you're crafting you're yeah. making art and it is a totally different thing than like how do I take this yeah. cylinder head off yeah exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that stuff isn't as fun to me. But I mean, it is interesting, honestly, like when things click in my head, and I start to understand it a little bit, like when I was putting my engine together, and I understood how all of these different components went together, finally seeing what my crank looked like, it was just crazy, you know, 
and it was really cool and it actually made it a lot more fun I feel like maybe if I had someone to really like hone in and teach me those things that I would have more of a fun time with it but man teaching someone mechanic work is a lot in itself and I don't expect that out of any of my friends like when we work yeah. on stuff we just want to do come, it so come to the shop you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll teach you I'll get you fun. converted over yeah. the mechanic side yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh no I that would be crazy if you got me Ooh, to be the able challenge to do is any on that, <laughs> yeah I love it I'll take it honestly so okay so I'm curious the, the shop that you're at changing gears here a little bit um the shop that you're at you're on the path mm -hmm. to becoming a painter did they have a, like a a clear path laid out for you of like what that looks like how long that's gonna take I hear like so many different experiences from people about that path to painting yeah honestly they don't really have a clear path for me which i'm totally okay with um because i don't even really okay. know what okay. i want right now <laughs> you know i don't know if i want to commit to being a painter I had a really great opportunity presented to me at Boeing and I'm considering taking that. And the only reason I got that was because of my knowledge in this industry. And, but if that doesn't work out, then I'm definitely going to sit and try and pursue my career in painting. Um, my manager at the shop even knows about the whole Boeing thing. And he was like all gung ho about it. And he's like, well, Oh. I just want to see you do good. So I'm going to employ you and we'll see if you do good as a painter and then see where you end up from there. And I've been doing great at this shop and because they've just been nourishing me, you know, they've just been giving oh. me everything I need to grow and learn and answering all of my questions and not treating me like shit, you know? That, so oh, it's awesome. really, and that's cool. how you know a good it's manager really too, when they're like, I, whatever, if you're going on to do yeah. something awesome, then rock on, right? yeah exactly i couldn't believe it like i i thought that i was going to be screwing myself over by being honest with him when i went to interview with him i was like hey i honestly have this other job lined up but i don't know when i'm going to start there they don't know when i'm going to start there it's a very long process but i want to be here right now i want to help you because the painter had just become a painter and he really needed a helper because they had so much work at the time and I guess I literally walked in the door 20 minutes after they had had oh, a amazing. conversation about him needing a helper. So it all, yeah, that. it just all worked out. So, yeah. And I mean, if someday Stan thinks that I'm ready to be a painter, then I think that's good. I don't think that um, my painter now has even been a helper for a crazy nice. amount of time and he's kicking ass. So he can do it. I'm pretty sure I oh, can I have, too. At I have some zero point, doubt. You know? I, I have watched yeah. you go from knowing very little and like really just starting out to where you're at now. I have zero doubt that you will excel and go very far with whatever you get to. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. You. Oh my goodness. We are like almost out of our hour already. How did it go so fast? Yeah. That flies way, way too fast. Crazy. Okay, so yeah. um, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch into our like final question for the evening then, and I'm gonna ask you if you had you've already dropped a ton of wisdom on us, so I'm sure that you've already dropped some of this. But if you have the opportunity to speak to the younger you, little baby Zoe, 
for another little, oh little my girl gosh. out there. Like <laughs> what are yes. your words of advice? Yes. Oh my gosh. Don't be so hard on yourself. That's like something I wish that I would have actually let resonate in my head. You know, it's something that you hear all the time, but it's really important. I feel like at the end of the day, like no matter how bad anyone has treated me in the outside world, you know, I have always treated myself 10 times worse in my head, you know, and that is just so unnecessary. And I feel like I would have been able to go a lot farther a lot sooner, or I probably could have progressed mentally a lot sooner if I would have acknowledged that. And I think that's something really important, you know, is don't be so hard on yourself and try not to take things so personally. As shitty as that is to hear, it's really true, you know, people say things because they have issues with themselves and it really has nothing to do with you. And like, it's just important to just let it go. And just keep doing what you're doing, you know? Amen to all of that. And yes, always so much easier to say it than to do it. But 100 it is. It is like, it's practice, (laughs) right? It is constant practice. I heard somebody say, it's like, it's like showering. You have to do it every day. It's not like a one-time thing and you're done. Like you have to practice being gentle with yourself. Exactly. I mean, I always tell myself, though, nothing good ever comes easy. It never does. I mean, when it comes to cars, even no amazing looking car was ever an easy job. It never comes easy. True love isn't easy. You know, a good career isn't easy. Good food to make isn't easy. It's nothing is easy. But in the end, it is worth it if you put in the hard work to achieve it. it. Sure. I love it. I'm so, so thrilled that you said yes to being on Happy Hour with me. I'm so, I'm so excited for this new opportunity that you have going on with this shop. I'm so excited about your potential opportunity with Boeing. Um, and I'm, I'm thrilled to continue to watch your career develop and come back to the shop. Come hang with us, girl gang. We miss you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely will sometime for sure. Definitely. Yeah, I miss all of you. I really do. You're, it was you're, fun working with you guys. Even on days where it's like we are not in good mood, right? It is still fun. There's something about it. Even yeah, when I, I found when I was looking through pictures for you. So Zoe was a uh, was the lucky one who was with us when we discovered that you were not going to be able to put the wheels on Iron Maven or take them off with the fenders on the car. <laughs> yeah. And there's this great photo of the two of us yeah. trying to put the wheel on, and we're like. <laughs> yeah not yeah. a great day but we still had so much that. fun that was <laughs> great. all right well yeah, yeah. yeah exactly well thank it you was. thank you thank you for staying for hanging out saying yes for hanging out with me for this hour for sharing your story with everybody i think you have a lot of great things to share and a lot of great perspective and um i hope folks at home i hope you guys enjoyed hearing her story and hearing her take on things and um, got some pieces of inspiration and words of wisdom there to, to take home and bring into your work, the rest of your work week with you. Um, and if you're looking for inspiration ever, you can always, of course, go back and watch all of the past episodes. There's a ton of amazing women who share all of their knowledge and experiences with everybody. Those are on my little IGTV tab. You can go watch that anytime you want. Um, over 100 some odd women so far, 150, I think now, 
Oh my gosh. Amazing craziness. Um, and make sure you come back next week because we have another awesome woman that we will be meeting and getting to know and hear her story. And another big thank you to our sponsors, Drive Time, for all of their support, supporting women in the trades, for supporting Trades Lady Happy Hour. And of course, the biggest thank you to all of you at home for hanging out with us, for taking the time out of your busy day to hear the stories of these incredible trades women, to listen to them, to shine a light on them, to celebrate them. So thank you. And until next week, be good to yourselves, be good to one another. And Zoe, I will catch up with you offline, all right? Bye. Bye.